Morning, Dad. Good morning, Hal. Another great day in America. <laughs> wow, you're amped. Okay, uh, we are on the Listen to Lou podcast. And yeah, what's today's topic? Oh, today's topic is going to be travel. Okay. So put your little travel hat on for me. Um, can you travel as important? So millennials want to hear about an old man's travels. Yeah, because now that okay. you're gonna you, okay. go with me. You're right. I go with you. Yeah. Can you name all the countries you've gone to? Canada, Hungary, Czech Republic, Ukraine border, Ghana. Uh, Serbia, uh, Serbia, uh, Croatia, Montenegro. There are a bunch of islands in the Caribbean, and of course Mexico, and part of and South America, Costa Rica. Never yeah. went to Costa Rica. Italy. Italy. Yeah, like how can I forget Italy? Absolutely, Italy. Italy, Germany, right? Switzerland. So pretty much all of the. All the, good places, all the except, places where good food is. Right? And Ex nice Croatia is the best. But go ahead. All of the continents except, I think, like Australia. Asia, right. And Asia. Asia. Right. Okay. Where was the first place you flew to and how old were you? Uncle Sam, our uncle, yes. sent me to San Antonio, Texas when I was 20 years old. First time I was ever on the plane. First time I was ever west of the Hudson River. Interesting. And where was the first place you vacationed, and how old were you? Again, 20 years old. I got a free flight to San Francisco, and I stood in the YMCA in Haight-Ashbury and hung out with the hippies. How was that? It was a blast. I bet. Um, Went up on the rooftop, watched all the goings on, hung out. Yeah. Never smoked dope, never touched drugs in my life. Watched all these silly people getting high, but it was a blast. Have you ever traveled long-term? Meaning more than a month. And yes, your mother and I went six weeks to Europe and shipped our car over. So here's what I was going to ask with that. Like, how was it? How did you prepare? So a lot of people now are doing that. They're doing, like, long-term trips. Like, how did you prepare for those for that trip? No internet, no computer, remember? Right. Shipped a car, did it by, read a couple of books on it, and talked to some people, shipped a car at Bremerhaven, had maps, Bremerhaven, Germany, picked up the boat there and then drove from there all the way to Budapest, ultimately to the Ukrainian border, and from there all the way down to Sicily. What made you um, ship your car over versus running a car? Well, I always wanted to try that. I thought it would be fun. Or start talking about crazy American cities. So we shipped over this big Buick station wagon. We got to drive around with your mother's six suitcases in the back. That's awesome. Yeah, it was fun. Everybody looking at the <laughs> at us. That was hysterical. Um. Have you ever gotten sick or hurt during traveling? No. Okay. Uh, why was it important to you that we traveled as kids? Because I thought it was a great education. I think travel is so important. Young people today in America do not travel enough. They don't start traveling young enough. Travel is a great education. You get to meet people from other countries, look at other viewpoints, see other viewpoints. Our, our TV and news here is so slanted one way. You really got to get out and travel. Kids from other countries travel all over the place. Our kids don't. So, I mean, one of the questions that I have is, like, advice for people who want to travel more because, like, the cost of travel is high. and Save money, start at 18. Don't go to college for a year. Travel. Travel for a year. 
How would you travel? I guess I'm, I'm thinking you know, that, hostels. That, that hostels. I, I, I stood in a hostel. Stood, stay in a hostel. Save money. Save money Work, and travel. Save money and instead of spending it on computers and silly little boxes you put your fingers on, uh, do some travel. Yeah. And so that would be the advice. And I think yeah. if you can work as you're traveling, it's fine. Usually off the books or type stuff like that, medial jobs, that that helps too. And so it sounds like when you're saying to travel, in my mind, you're thinking Europe or just like anywhere? Anywhere like, you want to go. But don't think, don't, don't worry about staying at a five-star hotel, staying in a hostel. Yeah. But keep the cost down. You would, your object is to meet people and get involved in the culture where you're at. Um, That's where your mom and I always rent to the apartments and we go to Italy. Right. we immerse ourselves in what's really happening. What do you think, and this probably is good for the for these kids that you're suggesting to go on travel, like what do you think the perception is of Americans when you travel? I think the perception of the country is that it's smaller than what it is. Most foreigners, young people, don't realize how big our country is. Right. Size-wise. Because in Europe, you can go from one cent, you can go from the German coast, inland, you know, maybe in a day, go all across Europe. Yeah, in one in, day. Just about. Now, you can't go to Russia, but you can go right. quite a ways. In one, I mean, they, in our country, they don't realize how far New York to California is. They have no concept. And they, uh, their concept of America is American movies. That's the other problem. Their concept of Americans is what they see in American movies. Yeah. And it's such a distorted concept of who we are. But I guess when they see Americans, um, do they have like a positive outlook on Americans or well, like? Well, some do. I, 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 I like you've my, traveled all over. So the I place. wear my American. We were in Italy. We wore my American flag pin on my jacket, and I was in a coffee shop. And the young guy in the coffee shop said to me in Italian, "How great it was that we're such a unified country that we we wear our flag in Italy." So we still, even though we only been unified for a hundred years. He said, we're still not as unified as you are, and uh, Italians wouldn't wear a flag. Interesting. Wouldn't wear their national flag around in their own country, okay? So he, I, I thought that was interesting. And we were in, well, maybe also in Italy, some Israeli family, husband and wife with a bunch of kids with my American flag. And I might have had an Israeli flag on, too, which I wear a lot of times. And there were discussions how great America is, the fact that it was such a great ally of Israel. Okay. Um, so we're in something like that. You get you you get in conversations with yeah, people. Yeah, yeah. Now in Sir in in Bosnia, uh, they wanted to kill me because I was an American, but that was a little different. So I mean, that leads to like one of my questions: Were you ever scared for your life while traveling? I mean, you've traveled like Africa, only, Europe, only, only like, in Bosnia in '95, where the, uh, the the Serbs still had road checks up, and they thought I was a CIA agent. And they put the Kalashnikov in my face and pulled the hammer back. Said they were going to kill me. I figured I was dead. I, you know, was, that was my last day on this earth. And that happened twice in one night. And it was a young girl on the bus who was able to talk to them and explain to them that we weren't CIA agents, that we were people that maybe looking to do business. And I said to her, you know, ask them how much. Yeah. And we gave a couple hundred bucks both times we got stopped. Then a couple of weeks later, the American troops got there to call the Serb uh, road checks down. So that was the only time I was ever afraid. Like afraid of for your I life. I thought I was dead. Then. I thought I was done. Right. Do you think? Um, what is the difference of traveling since nine eleven? Can you like remember like before and after? Like just the, it's the hassle at the airport. But as far as my traveling before and after, it didn't matter to me. You know, yeah. Just the hassle at the airport. That's all. So 
to the, the Millennium was interesting. People said, I was going to ask you about why the Millennium. Would you, why would you travel on a Millennium? The planes right. going to crash, the computers going to stop. I said, right, right. Well, I said, I want to be on the streets of Italy. Uh, and I want to be on the streets of Rome with all the folks when the clock strikes on the Millennium. But that'll never happen again in my life now. Once, it'll never happen. Right. And most people, it doesn't happen. Yeah, true. Okay, so your mother and I and, and my cousin and his wife were on the streets of Rome celebrating. Drinking and partying, and then went to the fountain of Trevi, watched all the naked people jumping in the water at 2 a.m. in the morning. It was a blast. What are you, where's your favorite place to go? Oh, God. Someplace I haven't seen yet, probably. I was the Baltics. I want to go to the Baltics. Okay, so. Favorite place to go? Yeah, favorite place to go. Northern Italy and, and uh, Croatia. Um, places you haven't seen yet that are on your bucket list. Uh, the Baltics. And other than that, you have do you have any desire to, like, Go to Asia, go to... No, none. And I love the food, but no desire to go. Okay. Maybe Vietnam, because the food, did, the French slash Asian food is so fantastic. Maybe Vietnam, other than that. So one of the things that I noticed from my own traveling, and I'm just curious about how you go about it, is Americans are often like, I don't want to try people's, you know, the where the food. I'd rather like go to McDonald's no. or like, how do you go about immersing yourself in wh wherever you go? Like you seem to really enjoy any, food. You, know, you always make fun of me. You and your sister and your mother always make fun of me. I eat anything. So your mother and I have this beautiful cafe in Rome. Yeah. Like, having coffee. And up comes a stupid American kid, girl with the backpack. Can you tell me where the McDonald's is? I was so mad. I wanted to scream. But no, you gotta try. You can't be afraid. If people are eating it, you're not gonna die. If you try something, <laughs> they're eating it, they're alive. Right. You're not gonna die if you try something different. How do you know if you like it or not? How do you find like the hot spots, so to speak, of of wherever you're at? First of all, well, now you can go online, which is great, and, and find it that way. But you ask people, where's a good spot to eat? Which not which isn't that expensive. Okay, where the locals go. No touristas. Yeah. So you still do that. When you're Absolutely. going to a place Where I go, I ask people, where's a good place to eat? Where the tourists don't go. And and they and they tell you and yeah, normally it's always. I, I like, plus I tell them what I like to eat. And, yeah. Um, I said, "Where's the best place to get?" Um. What do you think about so so? What I've seen is in other countries, waiting tables is a profession. That's right. In Europe, it is. In this country, it's not. Unfortunately. So I mean, what do you think the difference is with that? Like, with the two like prof. How, I guess, do the wait staff interact when it's a profession versus, you know, hitting the clock, so to speak? So, they, just, they, 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 they like talking to people, especially foreigners. Yeah. Uh, there's, there's sometimes you ask them a question about something that's pleasant. Your mother and I ate in Einstein's bagel the other day for, for, for lunch. Yeah. And there was a young lady working. And she... You could tell she was pissed off that she had to work. She was young, about 19 and 20. She was slamming stuff, throwing stuff down. I was watching her trying to have my lunch. I said, this girl shouldn't be here. You know, if she's that unhappy, you know, let her go get a job somewhere else. But in Europe, you would see it because they wouldn't, the owners wouldn't allow that. Right. They'd get rid of the person or put her in the back someplace. Uh, the people just have a different attitude. Do you think... That plus the young people they like to talk to foreigners. I mean, they like to be different people. People in this country, yeah. you speak with an accent, they don't want to look at you. Yeah, that is true. 
we're so used to being in tune just, you know, you know, you ask for something different here. I find in, I find in Europe, when you go to a restaurant, the people that are working, they understand what's on the menu. I went to, I went to, uh, I went to a bagel place. Again, I like the schmear with locks. Right. The girl says, ooh, you're going to put that fish on the bagel? Ooh. You were, this is the most expensive item on the, on the menu. And this dopey kid is going, ooh, she yeah. works there. Versus in Europe where well, they, they say, oh, really... that's great. You want to try this, try this kind. Yeah. Right. They really take a passion to their job versus... Or, or they do a great job acting that they are, yeah. Right, true. Yeah. Um, what do you think? So you've gone to, you know, you said hostels. Yeah. I know I've stayed in hostels. Like, for somebody who's never traveled before, I mean, give some idea of, like, the difference, like, hostels, condos, bed and breakfast, motel, like, you've okay, done so it all. Okay, so you're traveling alone? What's the, what's the scenario? Sure, let's do... You're traveling alone, or this is your first time traveling. You're uh, alone. You're alone. Man or woman? Woman. Okay, then you want to stay in a in a in, on a, in, a, in a good quality hostel. Go online and check out uh, the hostels yeah. and, and see which ones are rated really well, and stay there. I think it's a little bit safer for a woman going by herself. Or if you have money, yeah, and you would stay in a, in a I'd say a three star or a better hotel. Because safety is an issue for women, that maybe more so than for men. Right. What about like a couple? Right, renting, Young an couple. Apartment, renting an apartment, the best. And I feel like with Airbnb. That's the, I know, I know, your mom and I use one of the sites. I forget which one now. It's probably Airbnb. Yeah, and like we rented that's... an apartment, and it was great. We yeah, there's three no times. problems. No, like well, the last time the police came to our door, I was in my pajamas, you know, asking me all kinds of questions because the owner forgot to register us with the. This is because after 9-11, this happened last year. Right. The owner forgot to register us with the police department that we were in the apartment. In Italy, when you rent an apartment to somebody, you have to register their name and information with the police department. And they forgot to do it. So there I am, 8 o'clock at night in my pajamas, watching uh, Netflix on my computer with your mother. And their doorbell rings. And it's two uh, policemen from Luca start asking me questions in Italian. Well, I spoke a little Italian. And then what I didn't, I said, one moment, blah, blah, blah. It's Spanish, but I called my friend in Hilton, who's from Luca. Yeah. Thank God she was home. She talked to him. After that was a big laugh. We were all laughing and drinking espresso. So, so they weren't mad at us. They were mad at the owner. Got who, it. And I didn't have the owner's information. That's what they kept asking me for. And I didn't really have it. Yeah. Because, again, it's through a website. and No, the, we met the owner. He oh, was dad. you just she, didn't she, have it. No, because he didn't give us his name, address, and phone number. It was through the website. Yes. Yeah. But at that time, he might have been on the paperwork. I couldn't find it. Okay. What about any funny stories that, like, ones that you are always telling people, like, this one time, I mean, do you have any, like, traveling stories that you feel like are golden nuggets? God, there's so many I can't think right now. There's so many. I mean, <laughs> yeah, God, oh, God, oh, yeah, God, was great. So we, we went there, I went there with these two of uh, uh young African guys looking at me buying a business or doing something. So the, the person who was our host put us in this hotel and he paid for the cost of the hotel. So I said, why did you put us there? Well, he, he said, uh, I, he's the guys that you're going with said that you like Italian food. And he said, this is a hotel where all the Italian businessmen stay at. Now you got to go in Africa. Okay. Right. So we're at this hotel and lo and behold, breakfast time, all the guys are there are Italian businessmen. So I asked one of the guys, why do you stay here? He said, you haven't eaten here yet? I said, no, I'm just having breakfast. Says, you'll see. So we, I think we had dinner that night, and the food was spectacular. So the next morning, I said to 
the the waiter, I said, can you introduce me to the chef? I'd yeah. like to meet the chef here. Because I said, the food is so good. So he said, okay. And he goes in the back, and out comes this kind of chubby, young African woman. And I said, I'd like to meet the chef. She said, I'm the chef. I said, your food is spectacular. And she said, I do my own buying. I buy all the products myself. I said, where did you learn how to cook? She said, I went to school in, in, in Ghana and to a cooking school and learned how to cook. I said, you got it down perfectly. Would you like to come to America and work for me and be my cook at my house? And she said, I would love to come to America. I've had so many offers, but she said, I have an invalid mother yeah. and I cannot get a visa for her to come. Wow, that's cool. So in here, in the middle of Africa, getting some of the best of time we ever had. From, from this, a, an African woman yeah. and from Ghana. That's awesome. I know. You've given us a lot of tips for traveling. I think, you know, the, one of the ones that it, like resonate is like talk to the locals, right? See like w where they're going, where they're eating, Here's what the they're doing. Ask the, like, what are your tips for traveling? Like, I'm, I mean. I mean, for a girl or a boy? Any tips, dad? Oh, Just, for a girl, get a rich boyfriend. You start out with that, then it's so much easier. Okay. okay. For a guy, get a rich girlfriend. Okay. If you haven't, either one of those don't work, then start working and saving your money prior to going and figuring out a budget, what it's going to cost you. And so, you know, what, you, what's it going to cost? Yeah. Is that what you're saying? I'm just any kind of oh, trip. Yeah, let's take a plane ticket, 900 bucks. Yeah. Okay. Apartment rental. How long are you going to stay? A couple of weeks. Uh, 1600 bucks. Okay. And just food. Now, food, you can go to the market, buy your own food, and cook it back at the apartment if you want. Yeah. Or look at you look for, for restaurants. Okay, cool. I mean, you know. That's that's one country. Okay. Right. That, that number probably holds through for Spain. Right. Uh, Croatia would hold. Maybe Croatia a little bit lower. Plainfield might be a little bit more. You guys, I think, um, used the train when you were in Europe. Do you recommend yeah, maybe, that? Like for somebody who wants to if, like explore? If it's one person, you would not allow to leave. If you've got, you cannot do the plane, you cannot do the train if you've got a lot of suitcases. Okay. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. No, just too difficult. And the people there are really, the people that ride the trains, just a pain in the ass. Okay. They're not nice folks. But it might now, be a way now, to see. Now the problem with the trains is you got all of the migrants coming from North Africa. They're all on trains, causing all kinds of problems. So you got to be careful. Okay. Well, this was travel. This so was that's it. That's oh, it. Oh, okay. Anything else? Again, travel. You got any last? You know. Oh, man, my brain. Yeah, this travel is something we've done so much of. So my brain is you know, Croatia is just about. I think the Croatia. So, like, so if you rent a car, yes, and it says gas on the side where the gas thing goes in, that means gasoline. It doesn't mean diesel. All right. So you pull into the gas station and you put <laughs> diesel into the gas car. Yeah. Okay? The next thing you know, you're in this huge effing tunnel in Croatia. And the exit's a mile away. And again, <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> the schmuck put diesel in instead of gas. So we pull into this cutout. Your mother was like panic stricken. Pull into this cutout. Don't speak any Croatian. And there's a phone there. Yeah. Emergency phone. I go to the phone. And the only guy, because I know the Croatians speak German, so I got a phone, and there's a person, I said, kaput, auto kaput, auto kaput. Yeah. But they can tell them where the phone is, where you are. About five minutes later, up comes a tow truck with these two guys with the uniforms on, right? Nobody speaks English, all sign language. I explained to them, benzene versus diesel. They go, oh, they go, ah, everybody does it, apparently. So they tow us out to this parking area, 
Dolpus there, and the guy, only word the guy says to me, Pravat, Pravat. I know that means private. So I'm trying to think, Pravat. So he means the private tow truck is going to come and get us. Right. Every minutes go by, we're panicking, no tow truck. It's getting dark, right? Got my, we got a little cell phone, couldn't use it, but really didn't know what this. So the next thing you know, up comes Mr. Pravat with the tow truck. Puts the sucker on the hook, and we get in the tow truck with him. Don't speak English. We drive for about 45 minutes, get off the highway, and pulls us into his garage. Okay? And we go into the garage. It's a three-bay garage. The father's there with his two sons and his daughter. Right? Took one look at him. I says to him, well, look, we're good as gold. I said, because we have a family that owns a garage like that in New York, just like that. Yeah. Because we're good. It's the Labrini's. We're good. Yeah. Then out comes the daughter who speaks perfect English. So she says, what did you do? I said, put diesels there. Everybody does that. She says, don't worry. We'll take care of everything for you. I said, I'm going to pay. No, she said, we'll pay the tow truck driver. Pulled the car. And she says, you're hungry. I said, I need to get his coffee. They drained the gas tank, flushed everything, washed the car, paid the tow truck operator. It cost $135. Wow. I'd have paid 500 and said it was a bargain. In America, it would have been 1000 You would have said thank you. Yeah. Croatia, the nicest people in the world. We're at the hotel. And we're going from the hotel, we're going down to the to Dubrovnik. Right, it's a bus ride. So I said, I said to the, the hotel clerk, I said, I need the change of a twenty. I said, I need. Oh, I had a hundred dollar, your hundred dollar bill. Or I said, I get some euros. I don't have a lot of change. He said, What do you want it for? I said, Take it. Okay, I'm down. No, no, okay. There's a bus. You take the bus. It only costs dollars. Okay, I said, but I don't have any small DC. Here's he's, he's the money. So he gives me twenty dollars, his own money out of his pocket. Twenty dollars in twenty dollars in euros. He said, When you see me the next couple of days, you'll be able to pay me back. That's the Croatian people. That's cool. Anybody else we know. So that should be on everyone's list. Croatia, I would start with Croatia. I, Dubrovnik, yeah. Okay. All open, because people just feel Havarti Island, that's where we went to. Havar is nice. Cool. All right. Thanks. Bye.